What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone, to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. So excited to be back this week doing another episode of the Weekly Rundown. I promised you guys I would try to be better about coming on here and doing podcasts again. (laughs) It's been so crazy in my life, but I'm happy to say that it's been working out so far to do a weekly recap and uh, and watch. I mean, I'm watching the shows anyways, so uh, what fun is that if um, if I can't come on here and do a little weekly recap? I have been a little slow um, with the headlines and all the, um, you know, everything going on in the press, but I wanted to briefly talk about what's going on with Shannon Bedore from Orange County. Um, I mean, obviously, if you haven't heard, you've been living under a rock. She um, was arrested for a DUI and hit and run um, this past weekend. And it's crazy. It's been all over TMZ, all of the Housewives blogs, everything. And, um, you know, it's sad. And I will say I surprisingly am, am I, I, well, I don't know if this is surprising, but I'm, I'm just not shocked. I mean, to me, you know, a moment like this for Shannon, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, sh- it's not a shock to me. Um, she's, she's at a different point in her life now. I am hearing that the day that this occurred, um, allegedly would have been her 23rd wedding anniversary with David, which, um, you know, is is a hard day. And I think that for her, you know, the cameras are down, her kids are away at college, she's single. Um, it, it could have just been a low point for her. Um, definitely is a low point. And so I, I do feel for her and I hope that she's okay. Um, a lot of people are asking if this is going to be addressed on the show. I don't think it will just because, um, it, you know, it was it, it took place after the reunion had already filmed. Um, I, I doubt that they're going to do a little segment on it. If anything, it'll just carry into the next season and the ladies will for sure discuss it then. Um, but yeah, my heart breaks for Shannon and I hope she's doing okay. So before we get into Orange County, we're going to go in week order again. Um, so <laughs> let's start with New York. Um, I'm looking at my notes here. So one of the main focal points for this season so far has been Jessel's past. Now, Jessel not being clear about her past, I don't necessarily know that I care that much about her origin story. So I think I understand where the ladies are coming from, where she's she's basically talking about her ancestors, right? I mean, so, so do we care that much about her ancestral history? Probably not. Um, I think the ladies really just want to know if she came from money or not. That's, the, that, that's what it comes down to. And from what it sounds like, um, it's not like she came from money, but it looks like she wasn't poor in the sense that, um, for example, Sai has shared her past um, in, in detail about, you know, what life was like growing up for her. And, and obviously now she has money and that's fine. But, um, I think she has been very honest and has shared her, her stance on, you know, growing up poor and what that looks like. So I think for somebody like Jessel to come in and kind of explain her past in a confusing way, really just, it it doesn't, it doesn't add up and it's not landing with the ladies. And so I think I understand, I understand what's going on. Um, but I mean, I think that the delivery between Jessel and the ladies is just a little askew. 
some funny moments that we've had during this last week's episode. I think the whole Jenna Bryn thing is kind of funny. I, I don't think that, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's very lighthearted and fun. I don't, I don't really think Jenna's going to get her feelings hurt if Bryn doesn't want to walk her down the aisle. Um, I, I think that the, the, the innocence between it is funny and like they both have this little banter going. I like how Jenna said that she would make Bryn sign a prenup or I think she even said I would definitely make Bryn sign a prenup. Um, <laughs> I think that's pretty, um, that's pretty funny. It's a good banter going uh, with Bryn. I feel almost as though, um, it, you know, if it were any other franchise or maybe even, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like sometimes her flirtatiousness, comes off a little too much and I feel like maybe she's just trying to you know find herself and be comfortable on camera but I feel like sometimes it could come off as too much so I kind of hope that that gets toned down a little bit next season if they do bring her back um I, I it's a little too much at certain points for me personally also thought that the ladies sharing their embarrassing stories was kind of a fun, lighthearted moment. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about was Aaron um, taking Uba's phone. So I, I don't really know what the situation was where, like, you know, production standpoint was. I don't know if maybe they talked to Uba and and um, kind of made her, uh, you know, just play it up for the camera let's just say i don't know if that was the case however i do feel like this situation got way too out of hand and it looks like it even carries into next week which is just absurd to me um uba left her phone in the uber or the car ride whatever you want to say so aaron taking it is actually kind of doing her a favor because she literally would have forgotten it either way and really would have lost it um so i don't really think that that's that big of a deal per se um so for me personally, it didn't really land when Uba was really mad with her. Uh, I, I think to me, I just kind of got annoyed. Um, and I also just love Aaron, but I also love Uba too, because I think she's really fun and beautiful. And, and so I don't know how I felt about that whole moment. I, I kind of feel like Uba took it to the next level when she got in Aaron's face. Of course, we love to see it because we love the drama, but um, definitely I'm team Aaron in that situation. <laughs> So moving on over to Below Deck Down Under, I have to specify now because there's so many Below Decks. Uh, Below Deck Down Under had their season finale this uh, week, and boy, it was a great season. I'll say it's one of my favorite Below Deck Down Under, well, it's only the second season of Below Deck Down Under. It's one of my favorite Below Deck seasons out of all the franchises. I think that week after week it delivered. There was something going on pretty much every week that that kept the show going, whether if it was a relationship, a scandal, someone getting fired, what have you. It was a great, great season, great, like, great production, great everything. Um, great charter guests, too, I have to say. Um, my closing thoughts for the finale, I'll say... I feel like, you know, see, I didn't really particularly care for Joao originally when we saw him on Below Deck Med, if you were a fan. And um, I started to kind of like him this season. And for me, when he and the chef had that date last week, I felt as though the chef really turned him down and was, you know, and did not go into the date with an open mind. And it really kind of dampened their relationship. And so for me, when he kissed Margot on the finale and Chef got upset about it, I didn't think that it was fair for her to compare him to his past in that situation. Especially when he opened up and was vulnerable to, like with her in the beginning of their, you know, friendship, relationship, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it was fair. And so I kind of felt bad for him in the moment. And so I was a little bummed uh, to see them kind of have a little falling out. Um, 
I think the chef was a little bummed too after the way she treated him. And so she did kind of give him a hug in the finale. And she said that the door was closed, but who knows? I mean, never say never. Um, if there's a reunion for Below Deck Down Under, that would be kind of cool, but I don't think they're going to do that because Below Deck Med starts next week. And, um, or I'm, you know, I, I don't think they're going to do a reunion. They had everybody kind of on, um, uh, not so great terms the way there was lots of firings and everything. So I don't know what that situation would look like, but anyways, it was a great season. I give it a 10 out of 10. Truthfully, I loved it. Moving on over to Salt Lake city. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm loving Salt Lake city. And I have to say this week, um, had a, such a great episode, definitely going to go down in history as one of the greatest Salt Lake City episodes ever, I'll say. There was lots going on, lots to um, lots to talk about, lots to comment on. I actually took the most notes on Salt Lake City. First of all, I just want to go um, and say, I'll go on the record and say that I love Mary Cosby. I know there's some people who might not like her and think that she's mean and, you know, Yes, she is mean, but I feel like honestly, her outlandish behavior is what makes her so entertaining and I'm obsessed with it and I'm here for it. Um, it's, it's what we need on Salt Lake city. We need somebody to spice it up. And I definitely think she is doing that and she's only a friend. So my hat is off to her because I think that she is just doing a fabulous job. Um, her sitting down saying, please stop talking to me. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> But then proceeding to talk to Whitney and Angie, I thought was absolutely brilliant and hilarious. She asked, why are you here early? And then Angie spoke up and said, you know, whatever. And then Mary said, I wasn't talking to you. I think that was fabulous. I think <laughs> that scene is, um, you know, some, I, again, some people might think it's mean, but I thought it was fabulous. Um, I, I feel like with Salt Lake, these ladies kind of take themselves too seriously sometimes. And Mary is actually, well... I mean, Mary takes herself pretty seriously too, but then she kind of jokes around and I'm here for it. So I don't really know how to feel about the people that say that she's mean and she should be fired because, and when I say that, I just, cause I'm reading Twitter and I'm reading, you know, Instagram and I'm reading all the comments and I, I see people have completely differing opinions on Mary returning. And I have to say, I don't know what the season would look like without her here because I'm not really here for the Meredith pretending like she didn't know Angie was going to be on the trip. So, um, in fact, why don't we just, get into that. Um, Angie showing up on the trip should not have been a surprise. This is an ensemble cast show and I hate to break the fourth wall. Actually, I don't hate to break the fourth wall because I love doing it. But, um, you know, this is a reality show. These women are here. It's a group. They were all hired to do the same thing. And um, I think it's, it's crazy how it, it's, you know, I mean, it's one thing when you keep saying this is my trip, this is my trip, but I think Meredith kind of took it to a next level and she didn't even really know what to say when she was on Watch What Happens Live also. She didn't even really know what to say. She just said, you know, it was a trip and whatever, and she didn't really get into it. So I don't know if she's saving that for the reunion or what have you, but I don't know. For me personally, I just don't think it's that big of a surprise that Angie was going to be on this trip. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, it's one thing to not invite you know, Angie to a birthday party or something that's personal to you, but a girl's trip on an ensemble housewife show is not something that you can be upset about if somebody's get gets invited. I just, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a focal point for drama. I don't think it should be focused on. And I think it's annoying at this point that, you know, it was the main part of the whole episode. So speaking of dinner parties that have gone wrong, let's talk about this dinner party because it was amazing. Um, <laughs> of course, not for these ladies, but for us as audience members, it was amazing. Um, it was a great 
dinner party. There's there's really, I mean, it's, you know, Salt Lake City, they do sprinter vans well. They do dinner parties well, I think. These ladies kind of know how to rile it up at the dinner table. I will say that standouts at this dinner table for me, Monica. Um, well, I, I do want to say Monica is, is just winning brownie points for me because earlier in the episode, she walked in on Angie talking shit and she wasn't afraid to call her out on it. She said, I, I hear you talking about me. Let's go. And I like a housewife like that. I, it it kind of reminds me, like I said, of a Jen Aiden. Um, not afraid to say what you're going to say and just apologize later for it. Um, I, I do see the lightheartedness in Monica, so I appreciate that. Um, however, I do appreciate that she's also willing to get her hands dirty, get into the mix, not afraid to say what she's going to say. Um, Monica telling Lisa about the ring at the dinner table was a baller move. And, you know, I think she did it pretty well. I don't, I, you know, I love Lisa. I'll say that. I love Lisa Barlow. I do think she was obsessing a little bit over the ring and, and, um, and granted, I mean, it is an expensive ring, but it, it should be the sentiment behind the ring. And so I think she took it a little too far when she kept saying it's 60 G's, it's 60 G's and kept rubbing it in. Um, and, and, oh my gosh, I just have to say, you know, and again, Lisa, I love you. I love Lisa Barlow. But when she said that comment about, you know, uh, Monica not being able to afford the $60,000 ring, that was so gross. I have to say, I didn't think that that was funny at all. I thought it was gross and cringy. And I saw some memes about it on Instagram and people were like coming to Lisa's defense. And I was like, no, that's like so offensive and just gross. Like that you would even say that, um, because you're supposed to be upset about losing the ring, not about people not being able to afford the ring. Um, especially because Monica was really just, you know, telling her you should just count your blessings. You are a blessed woman and just, you know, is count the bless count your blessings, the right term. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't like that comment particularly. However, I just feel like Monica is doing great. Um, she's great in these group settings. She knows exactly what to say at the right time. I keep hearing on social media that we won't like Monica towards the end of the season. I don't know if that's just the rumor mill or if whatever's happening towards the end of the season is going to make us dislike her, but I will say that she is just winning brownie points for me week after week. So hats off to you, Monica. Between Meredith's meltdown, Heather being sloshed and Whitney calling Mary a predator or pornography, because those are totally both the same words um, and totally the same meeting. Um, the end of the episode was was amazing for me. Um, Meredith's meltdown was entertaining, but um, I think what was more entertaining was her accent and the words she was using and the fact that she walked up to the waiter and wanted Angie to be escorted out by security. Um, it's a restaurant, not a nightclub. Uh, so that was funny. And um, yeah, Heather being sloshed is also funny, I think. And... <laughs> What's even more funny to me was in the Sprinter van, how, how Mary got so heated and couldn't even keep her words right. And that just that whole moment was just amazing for me. So I, I will say hats off to Salt Lake City. Great episode. Overall, I was entertained the entire time. And um, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm looking forward to the season. After every episode I've watched, I'm looking more and more forward to the rest of the season. So we are going to close off this week with Orange County. I didn't have any notes for Southern Charm, although I did watch it and I did like the episode. Um, so Vicky, 
during this episode said a lot of interesting things. And I will say for those of you who do not like Vicky out there, she may say some things that are skewed, but I do feel like she means well. Um, Vicky's just one of those people who her delivery is never right, but her heart is in the right place. And for that reason, I'll say that I, I do, I do think that she was one of my favorites in this episode. Um, Gina just annoys me. I don't know what it is. This last episode, she was just taking it so Everything, you know, like, I think it was just too much for me between her yelling at Vicky and then her yelling at Heather. And then it's just like, I don't, I don't care to hear her opinion on every single thing. And her confessionals are not good. And I'm just kind of bummed out by her, you know, like her whole story. And I don't know, like I just, her her personal story this year was just not, it was not it for me. And, you know, approaching the finale, I thought maybe we would get a little bit more out of her and we just really didn't. And I will say she just hasn't been my favorite this far, um, so far this season. Um, Heather has been the punching bag all season and the bus ride solidified it for me. Um, she didn't really hardly say anything in the bus ride and still people were coming after her to me. Um, I I think if, if the only ammunition that the ladies have against her is that she says asshole things, then I don't feel like that's a reason for her to be the punching bag. If anything, Tamara should be the punching bag um, because she said a lot of asshole things this season too. So um, I, I just don't, I don't, and you know, I think Taylor was right. You know, it's, it's the, it, the part of it's the money thing, which I, I don't feel like Heather shouldn't have to apologize for. I think that it's, it's that the ladies sometimes feel a little inferior to her and, and that is fine. That's, that's a fair point, but then why don't they just say that? You know, I think, holding her to a different standard than all the rest of the ladies is just unfair. And I, I felt bad for her in certain parts. And I just, this episode, I mean, you could tell she just didn't want to be there. She felt alone. She felt isolated. And when you're on a vacation, let alone filming a reality show, I think feeling isolated is the last thing you want to feel. You want to feel like you have somebody in your corner. And so I was really kind of disappointed in the way she was being treated. We love a hot mic moment. So I loved seeing her, you know, say, I think they, they, she had a couple hot mic moments this, this last episode, but she just said, I'm done with the show and I'm done with this. Do I think she's done with the show? Probably not. Honestly, that so many housewives have said that, but at the end of the day, it's not like she needs the paycheck, but I think she likes the exposure and the attention. So, um, I will say that I don't think that she's going to leave, but who knows? I mean, after this reunion, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Vicky not being around fighting or saying that she doesn't want to be around fighting is just straight up comedy to me. And then the fact that the editors had to pull up all the times that she screamed at people and yelled at people. Um, (laughs) it's funny to me. I mean, look, she, she is, you know, I don't want to be mean, but she is older now and she is, you know, she's seasoned. So I will say that maybe she is just past the drama and maybe that's why she doesn't you know, fit in on the show anymore. Um, as a friend, I think she fits in great, but, um, maybe she doesn't fit in in a sense that she doesn't want to be involved in the drama. And so Andy, you know, and, and the other execs just pulled her off because they don't feel that she fits in the group anymore. Tamara for sure does because she loves to cause the drama. So, um, overall great episode. I'm looking forward to the finale. And I think that Orange County has had an overall, like much better season than last year. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of the weekly rundown. I hope you enjoyed it. Here is your flash filming update. So Atlanta has not yet started filming and we are awaiting casting information. Beverly Hills has wrapped and I am hearing November 1st. Miami has wrapped. I do not yet have a premiere date, but I believe they will be airing on Bravo this year. Jersey has not wrapped yet. I believe is currently still filming. 
New York is uh, we're you know still airing on Sundays, and I think we have about three, two or three episodes left until the reunion. Orange County uh, still airing on Wednesdays. We'll wrap up this next week with the finale, and then I believe we're getting a three-part reunion. Real Housewives of Potomac has finished. They are wrapped, and I don't yet have a premiere date for them. Salt Lake City is airing on Tuesdays. Dubai is wrapped. They're doing, um, you know, they're confessionals, so we should um, we should get a premiere date hopefully soon. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We got the Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, I don't yet have a premiere date for that, but we know that it is finished. Both the, the you know, the, we have the New York season, and we also have the Ex-Wives Club. Uh, Vanderpump Rules has wrapped. We do not yet have a premiere date, probably sometime next year. Below Deck Mediterranean is starting next Monday, taking the place of Below Deck Down Under Spot, airing on Mondays. And I don't know if they're going to be doing this two-episode thing, but that was also a thing for a while. And Southern Charm is still airing on Thursdays. If you do not watch it, I highly recommend you do. It's a great ensemble show if you're looking for something to watch on Thursdays. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.